Well, hello, everybody. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. <clears throat> How are you doing this morning? Doing great. Yeah, it's a good day. Yeah. I'm uh, ever remindful of, excuse me, not remindful, mindful of uh, each and every day we're alive. Yeah. It's a good day. It's a blessing. <clears throat> I got a 93-year-old in her church, and you say, ask, well, you know him, John. Mm-hmm. Say, John, how are you doing today? Every day above dirt's a good day, Pastor. Every that is day. right. That <laughs> is right. So it's always exciting to uh, to be alive, enjoying. I don't think Indiana has seasons. I mean, we. it's mm-hmm. like one day it's winter, and then a day it's like, Boom. I think it's kind of making me believe in the Big Bang Theory. Oh, because really? in Indiana, <laughs> we have the Big Bang seasons. Mm-hmm. You just go from one day. Yeah. It's like snowing and 20 degrees. Now everybody's going to say global warming, right? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, and you go from that to the next day, it's 70 degrees. Yeah. What? And then the floor falls out again. And then the floor right. falls out again. And then, so so it's kind of a sputter start. You know, like you're trying to. Then as every uh, yeah. Hoosier knows, during March Madness and the basketball tournaments, it will always snow at least once. At least once, of you course. You get your hopes up for the warm weather that you're going through. But. But. All the, part of the seasons, though. That's right. The good part of that is, though, with March Madness also comes. Big bass. There you go. The bass start moving in. The big girls coming from the deep mm-hmm. start heading back to uh, to their love chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man has a wonderful opportunity to catch a big bass if he ever gets a chance to be on the water. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be nice. Go do some fishing. Oh, we ought to do a little remnant reveal <clears throat> fishing episode. We should. I would vote for that. We should. I'll tell you something we are going to do, and Remnant Revealed. We are going to, for those of you watching, listening to us, we've had several people request or ask for how to uh, choose a translation or what's the best translation or... How to to find a Bible. How to find a Bible. How to pick a Bible. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of our upcoming Remnant Reveals, we are going to reveal... Um, some Bibles I see and some did translation. There. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you catch that? Yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Smooth, right? We're learning. Uh, I'm going to bring a bunch of Bible translations. We'll lay them out. We'll talk about them. Yeah, I think that would be helpful for folks. Yeah, you know, one of the things that was said was that you know, <clears throat> some of our officers and other frontline personnel, you know, they may not have had a Bible, or if yeah. they did, they, you know. It was a grandparents or something like that, but right. you know they're not sure how to go about picking one now, or how do I get one that I can understand? You know, right. and that can be really one of the most intimidating things, I think. You know, and it's and that is amazing that it would be that intimidating, but I know it is. Yeah. Um. Uh, so that's a future podcast, uh, and we're going to do that uh, upcoming. Yeah, I think that would be good for folks. And then I think uh, we've got one coming up with uh, with Dr. Barkley. Dr. Mark T. Barkley's going to be with us. Yeah, um, be a guest for us to be, have. And yeah, I think hopefully set a set a, a path for us of having some guests periodically uh, to speak to s- specific issues and whatnot. We have a lot yeah. of good a good folks lined up to be potential candidates Boy, for that, and, yeah. and also speak some. Well, speak truth and also uh, speak directly to uh, not just our law enforcement officers, but their families. That's right. Um, you know, from from different perspectives, which I think could be helpful. Yeah, and he's—I mean, his life itself is uh, very amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You, United States Marine Corps, uh, um, sniper stuff, all that stuff. But uh, yeah. So that's going to be a cool podcast. Yeah, be a great so, podcast. A great, a great man of God. These. Yeah, and then yeah. I think uh, the other thing that's been encouraging are the comments that uh, folks are leaving below the videos, <clears throat> but also seeing discussions that we're seeing on various social media platforms and whatnot about Remnant Revealed. So 
just encourage anybody that if they're doing that, tag us in those uh, so we can uh, help follow the comments, but also maybe answer questions. But definitely yeah. leave comments down below these videos uh, because uh, we're quick to respond to them. Yep. And uh, maybe help facilitate a little additional dialogue that maybe somebody else watching might be afraid to ask about or were too intimidated to even post on there. <coughs> might be helpful for them and so uh, yep. don't and hesitate to do that and we're on youtube but yep. we're also on spotify yep. and we're also on rss yep so we've started hitting all these yep. other audio platforms which so is huge. that's huge heard from a lot of guys officer, yeah, yeah, yeah and gals that would say hey that's i right. want to listen to this while i'm working out uh <clears throat> and one uh, uh officer share with me that she likes to listen to it when she's doing uh, things around the house and, right. and taking care of the new baby and all these other things that it's much easier to listen to than trying to watch. So uh, we're trying to be responsive to that. Um, yeah. All we wanted to do was a podcast and get the word out to everybody. <laughs> right. Turns out there's a whole lot more to a whole it. lot more to it. <clears throat> and I think uh, we're coming on Twitter too. So yeah, uh, not too, yeah. too far from that. That'll help push out so. little, some of these shorter segments yeah, that we're deals. pulling out and doing. So, I think for uh, folks that are watching and part of kind of a regular audience and subscribers, take some of those short segment videos and share those with your friends on social media and whatnot. And then it's it's enough to kind of whet their appetite and pique their interest. Then yep. maybe they'll go and watch the full segment. So there you go. Be some different things lots that we're of, trying to lots do. Lots of new stuff coming. Lots of new stuff coming. As always, uh, we always have coffee. Yes, sir. Uh, coffee is the... Uh, it is the drink of heaven, I think. Well, as that, long as that you, may be the water of life. We don't know. Well, as long as you don't corrupt it with cream or sugar or anything like thank that. Thank you very much. What's up with these people? Why would they ruin a wonderful bean so with sugar and cream? Talking about also. fishing, um, you know, <clears throat> a lot of a lot of things within the Bible refer back to fishing, including the very basics of Jesus really recruiting his first disciples uh, from fishermen. They were, the majority of his team were fishermen. That's right. That's right. And so many of the um, of the stories that are told. And an IRS agent. And, Don't forget and, about that. That's right. A tax collector. Uh, but uh, some of the examples that are given really refer to a lot of the different caveats of the fishing trade. And um, I think it's uh, significant because it makes it relatable, right? Yeah. And again, we were just talking about folks being intimidated by different translations or when yeah. they pick that Bible up and open it. But if you get a, if you land on a good translation that speaks to you, that you can easily follow without distorting the word, um, I think what is in, you know, what's hugely important is it's relatable, Yeah. right? And folks can understand it, and then they can follow it, and then it drives their interest. And I always tell everybody, I promise you, once you open this up anywhere in here and just start reading, if you can read it and understand it, it is going to speak to you and relate to you. That's right. And you're going to think, and then when you see when it was written, you know, you think right. thousands of years ago, and it's like it was written for today, and it's because it was. And it still, yeah, it still relates to life very much. Uh, God breathed. Oh, it comes a lot. It really does come alive. That's right. Um, it's it's a living book. It's a loving book. It is a uh, you can go to it every day and receive inspiration, encouragement, edification, which means it builds you up. It's, That's right. Uh, exhortation. Uh, it reveals life. It reveals the best way to live and walk with man. And the best way to live and walk with God. Well, and what our officers are finding is that it speaks and relates a lot to our profession and what we do. Absolutely. And, you know, that's hugely important <clears throat> um, because, you know, we say remnant revealed a biblical perspective on policing. I, I found myself a lot of times when I talk to people saying a biblical perspective on policing and life because it translates in, in on both fronts. It, it's amazing how many people are shocked when they find out that there are law enforcement officers who are great lovers of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And they're like, oh, really? Well, and, my and, they, and, they, and they do the job? Yeah. And we're like, there's more, there are more cops that love Jesus than you can shake a stick at. I mean, they absolutely, the job you do yeah. is filled with love and compassion 
towards your fellow man. Well, it's inspired by the example. Right. And it's, it's always funny because when somebody is bold enough to speak about their faith, then you see all these folks come out and they'll even whisper it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, me too, right? Yeah, yeah, me too. But uh, I think what we're seeing, <clears throat> and we're getting this feedback, uh, we've had officers that have said, hey, we're hearing folks talk about Remnant Revealed in their roll calls. Uh, don't stop doing this. Yeah, right? don't stop what you're doing. Yeah. That's right. And so, and that's encouraging. Sure right. it is. Sure it is. And I think it, it shows that uh, when, when individuals can be bold in their faith and speak boldly about it and how it relates to the job, people respond to that. And they're drawn to it. Even if they don't know about it, they're drawn to it. It's because <clears throat> it's in the innate nature of their being. Yeah. And it's like a magnet, right? You get drawn to that because it's speaking to what's in your heart of to why you're doing what That's you're right. doing. So, and it stuff. literally becomes an anchor to to your soul, to your life. It becomes your. It's what holds you steady, right? When the whole world goes to hell, right? When the whole world falls apart, well, and it's like that. It's the anchor that's gonna. Keep your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, as well as your heart, solid, anchored. You can hold on to something. Well, it's like the uh, fishing boat, right? Keeps the fishing boat from getting too far away. That's right. And uh, pulls you back, holds you, yeah. holds you at least in that that realm, that yeah. area, right? And you know that it's a center <clears throat> point that, if need be, you can pull yourself back to that, right? right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's huge for people to get. Once you get that, and you get that deep down inside that's of right. you, you finally figure out, wow, you know, there is something firm in this life. And we're in a day and age where there isn't. And it's by design, right? That's right. Everything we consume uh, is, think about it, is all focused on the temporary here and now, the temporal, the um you know, even our food is right? That's right. Fast food and quick and easy food that mm-hmm. you can zap in a microwave and whatnot. Um, but you remember also, when they used to call them TV dinners? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember the old Salisbury steak with mm-hmm. with, with, with mashed potatoes, and mashed peas. potatoes mm-hmm. and peas, or carrots, and, yep. and it was a huge, huge thing. Man, if you, if by the way, family I, had I love a TV it. dinner. <laughs> I yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, but you think about that. That's what's going on in the here and now, right? It's just enough to give you just enough to get by, but don't get locked in on anything yeah. and keep you always in a state of constant drama, really, but constant movement. The one, you know, I guess ask yourself why, right? And and it's really all driven toward keeping you away from something firm, solid, and an anchor. Something to hold on to. I Great story. If you want to hear a story, a great story. <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm just learning how to fish. Mm-hmm. I'm on now. I trout fished as a kid up through the mountains of North Carolina and Tennessee, and every once in a while we'd smallmouth bass fish a little bit on the Broad River in Tennessee, but trout fish mostly. Mm-hmm. When I first started bass fishing, was on the Ohio River. I was. Um, Living uh, in Marietta, Ohio, uh, or just above that in a little town called Waterford, where my wife was from, that area. That's actually where her dad was killed in the line of duty when she was like eight years old. Mm. And uh, so we're we're living there. We have a farm, little farm there, 73-acre farm. And, and so uh, I go fishing with uh, the pastor of the church that we're going to, our pastor at the time. And he's got this little four winds boat, and uh, we're going to go up and down the Ohio River, and we're fishing off the side, and and a thunderstorm comes up, and it's, I mean, it's getting ugly quick, like lightning. I I don't play around with lightning. Now, rain, I fish in the rain all the time, all that, but when it comes to streaks across the sky, yeah, time to go. Bye, see ya. I'm gone. Um, and, uh, and of course I'm just learning how to do this and the first time, you know, being in the boat and boating and all that kind of stuff. And so he runs, he runs away from the storm, uh, for a little bit and we still fish some and then we go back the other way cause it starts turning. It's kind of curling around. 
<clears throat> man, this thing's nasty. And he says, we're going to have to take cover. We need to take cover. So we decide that we're going to be under this, we go under this bridge. It's in, called Belpre Bridge. It's in Belpre, Ohio. We go under this bridge, but in our hurry to get away from the storm, he didn't think about the drainage pipes coming off the bridge. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, so you got these. Up above. Oh, up above. And yeah. they're like 10-inch mm-hmm. pipe. I mean, they're huge. It, I mean, what we would call it in North Carolina is a toad strangler. I mean, it comes a stinking, <laughs> it comes a deluge. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Lightning flashing all around. And he realizes that the wind is pushing us more and more. And it's pushing us under these pipes. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll fill your boat up and sink you yeah, in right. like no no time at all, right. right? It's just too much water. The bilge pump wouldn't have been able to sure. keep up. So he's screaming, what are we, we got to do something. I can't throw the anchor out. I can't throw the anchor out. So I take, we, we're catfish. So I take this catfish gaff hook. Mm-hmm. It's like a T-handle. It's got a long metal rod. It's just got a real sharp point. It's what you'd use to grab the catfish and pull it up and get it off. Yep. And I find the only thing I can find on this bridge piling is a little pock mark in the concrete. Yeah. Now, the wind is blowing like, I mean, it's it's severe. Right. You know, the it's whistling. It's, and all the, <clears throat> and I dig this. Get this catfish gaff hook in this little pockmark. Mm. That's just a little divot. Looks like <clears throat> looks like a pockmark where a bullet would, you know, knock a piece of yeah. concrete or something out. And I'm trying to hold this twenty. I think it's like a twenty-two or twenty-four foot boat, uh, and it's a deep haul. While the wind's blowing us around on the river. While and and of course I'm trying to avoid these downspouts, <laughs> trying to avoid these mm-hmm. downspouts, and so I know I'm looking. I must have looked like a wild man because I'm thinking. You know, he keeps saying, "If you if if the wind blows us under those, we're going to drown. If it blows there, and I'm thinking, dear God, I'm just trying to survive. So I got this catfish hook, man. I got it dug in there. Mm-hmm. And I am holding on, and I can only use one hand because it's just a wire. I mean, it's yeah. just a yeah. little metal rod. Yeah. And I held that boat there for a solid 35, 40 minutes. Wow. Trying to keep exhausted. us. Oh, my Lord. When it was over, I fell down in the boat. I bet. Because it was. Fishing day's over. Fishing you day was up. up my arm, well, you know, <laughs> you, my arm, my bicep was right. totally toasted because right. I could only do it with one hand. So I'm holding on with that with this hand while I'm trying to stay in the boat because the wind's blowing, wants to blow you back. Right. Um, that that's kind of how it is sometimes when you face circumstances oh, or yeah. situations in life. Hanging on by your fingernails. You're hanging on by your fingernails. That little tiny, I mean, it was the it was a sharp needle type point. Yeah, and it found just enough to grip to grip mm-hmm. and keep us safe. And only if you could have anchored. had an anchor, <laughs> right? Anchored. All right. Now, had I not had the stability of that bridge piling, mm-hmm. that was also anchored. You know, they drill those things, they pour those things, they drive those things, they find bedrock right. underneath the water. I don't know if you've ever watched them build a oh, bridge yeah. Yeah. on water. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And they, they drive those big forms and then pump all the water out, but they go down into bedrock that is right. and set that stuff down. And the Bible calls Jesus the... Uh, you know, he is the, the, the rock of ages. Mm-hmm. Remember the song, Rock mm-hmm. of Ages? Mm-hmm. Clef for me. Let me hide myself in Hide me. yourself in it. Yeah. yeah. That, that, just that much. That's all it took. It didn't, it didn't need a lot. If we could just get people to understand that 
there is there is a place, hallelujah, that your anchor can hold. Yeah. That no matter what the issue of life is or what life ha- life happens to everybody. I got news for you. Life yeah. happens to pastors too. That is life right. happens to pastors' families. Life happens to Coppers. cops. Mm-hmm. Life happens to cops' families. Life life is here. This is a dangerous planet. Right. It, take take bad people out of the picture. If we just took what people do as evil out of the picture, this is a stinking wicked. I mean, wicked, dangerous planet, yeah. right? Right. Just common, ordinary, everyday mistakes or things that happen that take people's lives or that create issues. Every cop knows this is a dangerous planet. Um, that's why when they're writing you speeding tickets and writing you, they're doing that uh, because they're trying to save your life. Uh, when they write you a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, they're trying to help you understand, Mr. and Mrs., I don't want my seatbelt on, uh, that versus your face going through your windshield or you um, using your steering wheel as a teething ring because you just got all your teeth busted out. Mm-hmm. That officer's trying to save your life. Well, and it's a, it's a good visual of how many people <clears throat> are doing just that right now, just barely hanging on and dug yeah. in, often... By, just by their fingernails by their into fingers. the walls trying to hold it all together yep. and avoid everything raining down on right. it. When the real secret is and the great reveal is is that there is a firm foundation that that can be your anchor That's in right. lieu of all of that. Uh, and his name is Jesus the Christ. That's right. And this book and these translations to help you relate and understand the specific word that was written. See, that's... So like that bridge piling? That's right. If I had, if that bridge piling moved with the storm? That's right. Right? So so when you talk about your circumstantial ethics or, you know, my ethics, my truths move, you're going to be blown around all over the place. The reason that that saved our life that day is, is I had something to dig into that was immovable. Immovable. That wind was not going to move that bridge. Steadfast. That's right. Yeah. That rain. That that there there were marks on that bridge piling of how deep the floodwaters had gotten at some point. Never moved that bridge piling. Well, think about that. We were just talking about these things that are made for the temporal, the temporal, the temporary. Right. Uh, how many things are made in life anymore that are steadfast? It's all disposable right. if you think about it. Right? Think yeah. about that. Situational ethics, they're movable. Well, forget about that. I'm talking yeah. about basic day-to-day things. Oh, yeah. Is all disposable. Oh, my gosh. Even cars are becoming that way how, anymore. How, how quick? Your washers and dryers, your refrigerators, right? Five years. You know, right. washer and dryer. Uh-oh. Oh, here you Uh-oh. go. You stirred something now. Yeah. We had a washer machine and a dryer for 30 years. Right. Do you know how long our last one? Well, excuse me. Vicky had it for 30. We had it for 20, I don't know, 28. It's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, just trying to make sure yeah. my numbers are right. So <laughs> nobody goes, oh, he's lying. I made the, I did the math. That's not, you know, who we're talking to our mm-hmm. audience, mm-hmm. right? Trust but verify. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> our last washing machine and dryer paid twice as much as she paid for the last two. That lasted almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. Five years, yeah, and then and the and the maintenance guy said, "Well, we know what it is, X, Y, Z, but you know, to fix it, to repair it, the part's going to be a hundred bucks, but it's going to cost you six, seven hundred dollars labor mm-hmm. for me to do it. You might as well go buy a new one." So you're saying that what I was saying was right. It's all disposable. It's all disposable. So to the point, there's very few things that are steadfast anymore, right? And so the point that I'm trying to get across is yeah, that when get that point across, Richard. <laughs> when you're looking for something steadfast that's immovable, you're gonna search and find few and far in between in life. It doesn't exist anymore. Used to, there used to be things like at least you had a, a strong school, you had a strong uh, mama, a strong auntie, a strong 
um, church that you could rely upon and church family and all these other things, even those things are becoming more and more uh, temporary. Disposable. If you you have a bad day at your church, you go and start church hunting somewhere else, right? Churches are disposable. Pastors are disposable. Doctors, everything's disposable. So in that world of social media and the drama of the day. Think about this. I was just thinking about this the other day. Even in the middle with wars going on, pandemics, like huge monumental things that are once-in-a-lifetime things, even though multiples of those are happening all at once, even in that, what was life-threatening today, if you think about it, three, four days later, nobody's even talking about it anymore. Well, life is disposable now. So that's the point. So when somebody's looking... In searching for something steadfast, firm-footed, and immovable in this life, this is where you're going to find it. That's right. That's the whole point for somebody watching this podcast, somebody tuning into this channel, is the fact that what we are talking about is the one thing that is immovable. That's right. And it's not us saying it. It says it and then proves it over and over and over again. That's right. Through the Word. Let me read this scripture to you. I'm going to read this out of a... I gave you the, one of these. I, I like this. It's called the Pure Word. It's a translation that uh, hasn't had the words altered or added to it. It says, verse 19, which we have as an anchor of the soul and also safe and permanent, also entering into the innermost part of uh, innermost of the veil. It's talking about the temple or the tabernacle how uh, the high priest would have to go in behind the veil to offer up the blood for sacrifice. Where to a forerunner, Jesus has entered in on behalf of us, made a high priest forever, according to the priestly order of Melchizedek. Here is, this is talking about Jesus being the anchor of our soul. In other words, he, he went in, himself offered up his own blood as the sacrifice for our lives so that in him we could do like that catfish gaff hook mm-hmm. and anchor our soul in him. If you always have him to come back to, you always have a firm foundation. Dig into him. You can dig into him and he holds you firm. Can I read it from this translation? Yeah, yeah so, read it from that one. So people can see. So exactly right, and again, we'll get into this, but you read from this, which is one translation, which was the literal Greek translation, mm-hmm. correct? And so this is another version, and it says, we have this as a sure and steadfast anchor. We were just talking about that. Sure and steadfast Nothing anchor. Nothing sure and steadfast in this life anymore. <clears throat> oh, yeah, there is. It's right here. Yep. And it tells you again, well, where is this sure and steadfast anchor? It says, of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. You think any officers or people watching this have a curtain up right now? That on the one side of the curtain, everybody sees what they want them to see, but they're not seeing what's really hidden behind the curtain. That's right. This is saying that uh, there's a sure and steadfast anchor for your soul, not your outward appearance. Right. Not your latest uh, post on social media. Now, your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. That's right. That's right. Mind, will, and your emotions. So so this is a, what is being written about is a hope that enters into the inner place behind your curtain, behind your facade, uh, where Jesus has gone. So he's gone beyond the curtain, behind the curtain. And if you invite him in behind your curtain, he'll come. And it says that he's a forerunner. On our behalf, not just his own, but on our behalf. He's fighting for us Um, and having become the high priest forever. So the the key point in all of that is when you're looking and you're searching for that place to dig your hook into and hold firm in the middle of the storm, he's there. He's right here. And he's not going and he's not going anywhere. He has not. He has not gone anywhere. Uh, Just so everybody is clear. That's right. Which you've made the point several times, many times. Uh, we still list time by him. That's right. Just, just clarifying, we still uh, stand on his promises over 2,000 years later after his death. We're still walking by his precepts and his principles. His, his life, because he's God and, and he was 
God walking in man form, but he was, he's God. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere. He's eternal. You can't get, you cannot find a more sure foundation than that which is eternal. That's right. He has eternally paid the price for all of our sin. Everything that Chris Holland in behind all this curtain or whatever, everything that Chris Holland was as a man ungodly, Jesus, once I realized the anchor in Christ I needed in my life, that's eternal. He knows that's it all. That's eternal business. He knows it all. He said, you can't hide anything from you know, him. No, a while back we did a podcast and we talked about this, and I just pushed out that segment, <clears> talking <throat> about pushing out the segments, which uh, I think we called Cops Believing in God. And what we talked about in there is that, so somebody watching this will say, well, oh, my gosh, he, he knows everything behind my curtain. Oh, yeah, he knows it all. Sure. Uh, and by the way, he knew it before you even did it. But he knows it all, <laughs> right? And so, but some people think, well, that's condemning. Well, here's the, here's the good news. Putting your faith in Jesus, the one we just talked about, who is the firm foundation mm-hmm. and the anchor of our soul, yep. is also, just like we said in this other podcast, your opportunity that when you place your faith in him, you have the chance to put on a new uniform, a new uniform, a new curtain. And so when God looks at you in eternity, because just like him, we're, we are also eternal beings That's after right. he, his creation of us. Yeah. When he looks at you in eternity, when you're wearing that new uniform, the uniform of Christ, the anchor of our soul, that's what he sees. That's right. Even knowing that you're a sinner, he sees your faith in the one, the one that he sent, and his only son sent for us, sacrifice, allowed him to lay down his life for us um, and sees you in that light. That's a great promise. That's a great promise. <laughs> right? That is a great promise. How many how many folks do we talk to that says, God could never love me? Look at all the things I've done and the evil, wicked stuff I've been a part of and all my shortcomings <laughs> and all these other things. That's what the love of God is for. That's right. It, you're, it, it's like saying uh, that, that medicine can never help me, mm. but you've never taken it. That's right. Y- you don't. And the doctor's saying, uh, yes, it's exactly what you need for your issue. Mm-hmm. No, it can never help me. Mm-hmm. Well, did you take it like I asked you to? No. Right. Well, then how do you know it's that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we would look at you and go, well, you idiot. Mm-hmm. What, what no, I'm not talk, calling anybody an idiot. But my point is, it is ridiculous for us to say medicine, this medicine can't help me. When we have never taken the medicine. Now, this is the medicine for your soul. This is the medicine right? for your soul. The salve for your soul. The balm for your soul. That's, that's eating, right. Right. Yeah. And but so many people <clears throat> have that. I call. I guess it's like a chasm, right? Like this dichotomy that God could never love me for all the evil things I've done. In fact, that Bible points out all the evil things I've done. Right. right. It tells me that I. Did oh, that's that. just going to tell me I'm a bad person. What they don't see is that over here is you can be clothed in that righteousness, not your own, but in right. that righteousness yep. on the other side of this this valley, the other okay. side of this chasm, right? For most people, they say, okay, that sounds great, but if I'm over here, how do I get over here? Well, here's the good news. Jesus the Christ, this man. That's right. God become flesh, came upon this earth. He spread out his arms on that cross, right? Thank you. And he forms that bridge between the two points. The way that you get from over here to over, over here there. being seen in his light is you walk across him, that bridge, that cross of life. <clears throat> so you've brought up uniform several times, which is uh, it's an identifying marker, right? That's right. So let me ask you a question. Um, did somebody give you those uniforms? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I just go out and buy those uniforms and put them on and wear them? No, no. Or does provided it have, and approved. Or does it have to come from someone else? A greater authority. A greater authority. So a great... See, cops, this is so simple. it translates and It's so simple. You've been lied to. You've been hoodwinked, bamboozled. This is, this is so simple. Hmm. And, and as an officer, you, you do this every day. You don't go hmm. and choose to put on a uniform. I, I can't do that unless I'm, uh, unless I'm authorized to do so. So when you go put on that uniform every day, do you put that uniform on 
because because you're you're a lawbreaker. Right. Do you put that uniform on so that you can feel bad and humiliated by the fact that you have that uniform on and you are not able to obey every day every single law that's on the books for the city of Indianapolis? Right. Can you? Is there one officer or any human that has ever read the entire law of every law that's been written in Indianapolis that's on the books. Or any major city. Or any nation. Right. Because people write them, then they forget. I'll guarantee you. The people who write the laws don't remember I, the laws. They don't written. even remember the laws. That, so it's impossible for every person, even those who are challenged to uphold the law, to know what all those laws are on the book. Judges don't even know what they all are. That's why they have books in their chamber that they go research. So that's the big crystal moment for people, right? So they say, so you're saying that this book that tells me all these laws, I can never keep them all? That's exactly what we're that's telling That's why you need Jesus. That's why you get the uniform. See, that's the part that people don't understand. The law was provided, and this book tells yeah. you this, but the law was provided to prove to you to show you you can't uphold them. Right. It's to prove to you your need for a Savior, for one that is greater than you. So see, when somebody says, well, this book, all it does is condemn me and tell me how, how, fall, how, how far short I fall, yes, but there's the rest of the story. Right. Right. The, the, right. the rest of the story is, and it shows you your need for the one who put you in that new uniform that's get you right from over here to this place i of being paid right this is why you're anchored in christ because he paid the price for you to be delivered from the curse of the law there you go the curse of the law is that the law in itself can't it's a this will help you it's a mandatory sentence yeah it cannot be discussed. It can't be the judge can have no discretion. The judge can't say, eh, I've been weighing both sides of this case. I think uh, really um, the law says this, but I... Not open for interpretation. Not open for interpretation. It's mandatory law. However, if the law is met through another... There you go. Then the one who's really guilty can go free as long as they're anchored in what the other did to pay the price for the law. Jesus is the only one that paid the price for the law. So if you're not anchored in Christ and the law has no anchor points, Mm -hmm. then you are as that little boat I was on at the whim and the will of the waves and the and the drainage pipes of life, and the uh, and and the 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 wind of the of the storm, the light. You're at the whim of every storm of life that blows up. But man, if you can find it in yourself to put on this uniform and anchor yourself in Jesus Christ and in this Word, you, you can hold firm and fast. And though you may experience some emotion in life, and some of the emotion, pain's pain, pain hurts. However, Jesus enters in, and he is the Savior of the soul. Well, and think about it. How many how many folks do you know, uh, even our officers out there, like we were just talking about, the, the ones that are bold enough and unashamed to, to say, hey, I can't do it in my own <clears throat> stead, but right. I can do it through him, yeah. right? When yep. you talk to them, you see that they're usually steady in the middle of the crisis, steady in the middle of the storm. Is that through their own abilities? No. It's because they're That's anchored right. here in this person and in this this book of truth. They're yep. anchored in the truth. Yep. And so even in uh, the environments that we find ourselves within where there's this intentionality, it's intentional to have us in a constant state of uproar and destabilization. What are we talking about through country, cities throughout our country? Cities that are being destabilized right. by design. That's the right. good news is this, and this is what I want somebody to hear that's watching this, a sister or brother in law enforcement, is by design, 
there's an answer. Yes. And for there to be something by design, there has to be a designer. That's right. Right? And he's in this book. He's revealed in this book. And he is your hope. Yes, he is. He is is your anchor. And so, you know, you you cited that that scripture in Hebrews. There's another one in Colossians. That's correct. Let's talk a little bit about that one. Tell people where they can find this one in Colossians. Uh, What's our time? We got got a little bit of time here. Yeah. All right. So Colossians chapter 2. Right. And look at verse 6. And now, now I'm reading in the New Living Translation. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him Hmm. and let your life. Again, what do roots do? Roots anchors a tree. Like the hook. Right. And let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow with thankful with thankfulness. Excuse me. Don't let anyone capture you. Now listen very carefully to this. With empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. Disposable. <laughs> right. That come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. There you go. That's exactly there what we're go. talking about. And the reason he says that is because there's no anchor points. That's right. Well, and think about it for our officers. <clears throat> so we talk about this. The American law enforcement officer, they daily are fighting the battle that will never be won in their own stead. That's right. The the, the war, right, between That's good right. and evil. Here's the good news. It's already been won. Right? That's right. The devil, the evil one, Satan, he's already been defeated. That's right. He's a dead, withering branch that's been cut off and that's separated, right. right? He knows it. That's why he tries so hard in the interim to do as much destruction as he can possibly that's do. That's right. But what you just heard in that scripture is saying, build, so don't build your life upon him. Don't build your life upon deception. That's right. Right? Build your life upon the truth and the one who is the victor in that war. Now, the battle that we fight, Stand in that line, that thin blue line. You have to get your heart and your mind around this. You're never going to win that battle in your own stead. You're, but, but you're called <clears throat> to stand that line and contend. That's right. Contend for for the victor until he comes back. You are called to fight. That's it. Resolve. You might as well resolve that in your heart as a cop every day. And I say that respectfully. Every day. You are called to fight. Mm-hmm. You 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 uphold. You stand for. You are a visual representation of law and order. Contend. You contend for the faith, but you also contend for the truth. You also you contend for peace. Mm-hmm. You are going to be fighting that every day of your life, even if it's as simple. As two neighbors that cannot agree with each other over a fence line and argue, you're going to be called upon. You're going to have to fight for the truth every day. That is your life. That will be the life. There's never going to come a day when the mayor steps out from his high perch and says, ladies and gentlemen, we have peace in the city of Indianapolis, and it is assured and it's so wonderful, and there is no le- there's there's no need anymore for law enforcement officers because there's there's nothing to enforce. Everybody's led by their own heart. We're living in peace. Everybody's perfectly operating uh, according to the law. Everybody obeys the speed limit. Everybody obeys the rules. Everything's great. Never, never. There'll never be a time you will live and die, live and retire live and die with a lack of peace with issues on this planet. The thing that anchors us is the fact that you're there to fight darkness, that you're on that line every day standing for peace and righteousness, standing for God. So if you don't have an anchor in the one thing in life, that is the anchor, the anchoring post, the solid rock, 
the strength of life, then you are movable on that line. That's right. You can't hold the line. You are movable on that. You cannot hold the line because you'll crumble. However, if, and, and I've, I've been doing this for over 30 years. I'm telling you, and you've been how many years? 25. 25. There is a difference. I see, steadfast see a difference between those who go through difficulties, who have a strong faith and walk in God, and those who do not. Well, and what you just said is, and sometimes hard for officers, is we're called to be peacemakers, right? That's and then right. in the same same line, we're also saying, but you'll never be able to ultimately make peace. So then, then it'll leave one to feel defeated. But here... Look at it through this lens. You're called to be a peace contender. That's right. Your daily walk is to contend for peace, which means there's always going to be an ebb and flow, a give and take. There's always going to be bad things that happens, but then you contend and represent good to pull it back in the direction of good, right? That's right. So I know we're running out of time, but let's close with this one verse that I think sums up everything that we've been talking about Okay. and gives a word of hope to, well, the folks that are standing in the line and holding that yep. line. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and it's the last verse of the whole chapter. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Listen to these words and let it speak to your heart. It says, Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. That tells you right there That's right. that while Your you're contending in vain. and you think that you can't do it all every day, you're not called to do it all. You're called to contend and to stand the line. Be the one that is steadfast and movable by being anchored to the one that's steadfast and immovable. And then you'll see that your labor is bridge, not in vain. Bridge piling strong. That's it. That's it. That is it. Concrete. Steadfast is as in concrete that reaches the set point. That's it immovable you're gonna pick up and move that bridge piling take an explosion Mm -hmm. to to move that bridge piling steadfast immovable you're as steadfast and as immovable as what you're anchored to that is the key that is the key and that really is there's only a remnant out there that is drilled into that bedrock. That's right. And the whole point of this channel and what we're talking about is revealing that remnant. That's right. And that remnant is that, that thin blue line or and other lines in our communities. So if you're a cop right now listening to us or or your police officer's family, you may be going through something. You may be having a struggle in your marriage. You may be having a struggle with some of your children. Life, life happens. Mm-hmm. You may be having an issue in your body. Uh, you may be having an issue in your mind. Right. Um, you may have just gone through an officer-involved shooting. You may be having to deal with a prosecutor, IA, all the issues that go along with that. You may have being maybe people are sending you hate emails, or uh, it's become a public display in in the uh, in in the public arena. Uh, you may have politicians that are after you or after your job or to destroy your department. You may be a chief right now that's absolutely trying to do the right thing. But trying you're, to hold it together. But you're being, yeah, you're just trying to hold things together. You're trying to keep your officers' morale high. There are all kinds of issues right now in, uh, in, in the cop world and cop life that are just tremendous depressors stressors greater than just the job i mean there's there's an outside demonic force that has come out against officers and the police life i mean all hell has been turned out against uh, our officers and those that we love so dearly i want to tell you as your friend and somebody that loves you dearly um, every one of you watching and every family member of every officer the scriptures that we've read today, Jesus is the bedrock. He is the place that will hold your life and anchor you in this time of trouble. 
run to him. Just run to him. Pull your car over somewhere. Kneel down with your wife or your family and just say, Jesus, I don't know how to do this, but I simply believe and I'm hearing what Chris and Rick are saying on Remnant Revealed, and I give you my life. I'm going to set my anchor into your bedrock solidness, and I'm going to put my trust in you because I've tried everything else, (laughs) even my own strength and my own training, and it worked in a moment, but now I'm left with the aftermath of it. And I promise you, Jesus is hes just waiting. He's just waiting for you to cast that anchor out, and he'll hold you. I promise you. God bless you, my friend. I love you. Love you, too. This man. is such a joy. I have so much fun with you. And, uh, I mean, you and Jacob pick on me all the time, our producer. You guys are just mean. Hey, I still love you. So you gotta you gotta remain immovable and steadfast. I am. I haven't <laughs> left this chair since we sat down. Well, thanks for everything that you're doing for us and uh, great words of encouragement. And uh, to everybody watching, stay dialed in here. And this is the biggest thing: keep sharing this with your friends. Oh, please share it with your fellow officers, but share it with your families as well. Uh, we uh, we got a message. We have a, a guy that drives a semi. He's He listens to Remnant Reveal driving across the country, right? So it's not just for officers, and that's what's the what people are catching on to. It really that's speaks right. to life. Oh, so, there's doctors, nurses. We're getting right. feedback from all bus drivers, that's all right. kinds of stuff. I'm telling you, this it's good for life. It it's is. It's very absolutely. good for life. Don't forget to hit that button that bell that bell subscribe hit that bell and this is good stuff that's right i'm just (laughs) god bless you we love you hey we're gonna have some merch here at some point uh to be able to offer and uh help spread uh, the word help spread the word get it out there god bless good to see you today good seeing you don't forget we're gonna be talking about bibles and we'll have a special guest upcoming in uh, our near future podcast. Looking forward to it. R&R. Remnant Rebuild. We're out.